Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The buzz is justified. I've spoken to numerous NFL execs who said Kyle Pitts might be the very best player in this entire draft, regardless of position. He's a weapon. He can block as a tight end, but they love him out wide as a receiver. I spoke to a longtime NFL offensive coach, said it's the best tape he's ever seen for a tight end. And really, Jalen Ramsey would be the only guy you could line him up against that he couldn't beat. Pitts delivered when I was standing next to a few scouts as Pitts ran his 40 time in that 4-4-5 range. There was a visceral reaction like, wow, this guy is nearly 250 pounds, nearly 6 foot 6 with a nearly 84 inch wingspan doing all this. Falcons, Bengals, Dolphins all have their head coaches here in part to watch Pitts. That is Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. How about that poll right there? How about that poll right there, Austin Lane? Jeremy Fowler? I mean, yeah, yeah I guess. I've I've been more impressed with some of your other guesses. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But that's just me. I mean, like, I assume you watched the Florida Gators Pro Day, and I assume that you watched some coverage on it. So I assume that you've heard Jeremy Fowler talk before about the Florida Gators Pro Day today. That's why I'm not impressed, sir. Yeah, um, uh, he does have a distinct voice to me, uh, Jeremy Fowler. Does. Yeah. Uh, Brent Martin, no, here at the Smoothie King down didn't, in uh, Didn't his dad do stuff too? Or no? No, 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 no. You're thinking Jeremy Shep. Ah, yeah, good call. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, I'm sure Jeremy Fowler's dad did something. I'm sure but, he did uh, too. <laughs> not to take anything away from you. Mr. Fowler. <laughs> Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack Studios along with Coos. We'll talk more about that Gators Pro Day. Coming up uh, in just uh, a few moments, uh, the ESPN just uh, had an alert about Tiger Woods. Uh, the the officers and I think it's a sheriff's office out in uh, L.A. knows the reason for the Tiger Woods crash, but due to privacy, they are not releasing that. They'll need Tiger Woods' permission to release it. Okay. Oh boy, that's uh, full of speculation, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> All right. What this, what, where was like? What city was this in again? Um, I think it was like it's basically LA, uh, isn't it? Uh, where it was? Hang on a second, I'll find it for you. All right, this is because this is important. Yeah, it's Los Angeles County Sheriff. Okay. Uh, so I mean, it's in their jurisdiction. All right. So Rolling Hills Estates. If you want to get a little bit more, yep, that's, like, that's exactly. If you want to Google Map it? Well, that's exactly what. It, well, kind of what I needed. Hang on one second. Looking up Varmin right now in Los Angeles County because it could have been maybe. A possum, if they have those there. Could have been maybe a raccoon. I'm not sure if deer are really by Los Angeles County. Some kind of hog, perhaps? Or do you think it's something more serious? Well, I don't know. How serious could it be um, from a... Like, most people want to point to, was he inebriated? And they said right at the scene he was not. Like, they 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 said said they ruled that out. Well, they said he, they didn't test him for it. Well, they ruled it out, and that's why they didn't test for it, is what they basically said. So sure. they didn't test for it because they said, hey, this was – and I think later in, like, the next week or so at a news conference, they said, no, he was not under the influence of anything. Like, they adamantly said that. So I don't know – I know when you don't reveal something, it comes across like you're hiding something. But quite frankly, I don't know if they're hiding anything. I mean, they might just be saying something to the effect of uh, – Oh, boy, it's getting a little windy over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 
they might be saying something to the effect of maybe he was going so fast, and, and that's certainly plausible, that he was going fast, and they just don't want to say how much over the speed limit he was going, because I think it's like a 45-mile-an-hour zone. Um, maybe that's, again, it's a privacy thing, and Tiger's probably not going to reveal it anyway, but you know, couldn't they just say speeding naturally? They don't have to reveal the actual well, number. Yeah, but that's the thing though too. Like if it's just if it's a speeding thing, if you swerve to miss, you know, like a like a, like a varmint or something like that, I feel like you wouldn't wait to one to reveal that. Like even if you're talking about, like, yeah, go ahead and tell him. Like I don't, you know, what's it to me? But I feel like if it's a little more of like a serious thing, if he was like texting or, um, you know, like not following the rules of the road per se, well then you might have some issues there. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see if anything does come out. But the problem is when you don't say something, and maybe somebody gets it, but if you don't say anything, the speculation continues. Time to jump yeah. to conclusions. Let's get it. Jumping to yeah. conclusions. The speculation ramps up. Coos, give me a heads up when Mark's on, uh, if he is or is not. Um, we're going to have Mark Long jump in here in just a few minutes. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more of, about the Jaguars uh, a little bit in their drafting and, and also what happened today with the Pro Day. Uh, in Gainesville, the Jaguars and Urban Myers all over the place right now, isn't he? Ohio State, Florida. How, uh, from Urban's perspective, you know, we, we've said this a lot. It looks like he's making, he's calling the shots, right? We, we, it's a Jags, it's a coach-centric organization right now. Like, is he building the draft board? <laughs> Is that what you got a picture? Like, is he on the whiteboard moving guys' names that have magnets to that whiteboard around and saying, no, I want this guy? Oh, no, yeah. let's put him in this order. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a huge influence on uh, the roads that they take for sure. Um, now, I, I do think that with all due respect to Trent Baalke, I think he does have some input on in this, and this is uh, he's the GM, and um, it, it's probably still his board, let's just say. Like, he owns the whiteboard, but I feel like Urban Meyer has the ultimate jurisdiction on the, the board. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Urban Meyer is kind of making the call here. He's like, this is my first year in the NFL coaching. Uh, you know, I, I want to check all my bases and make sure that I'm getting the picks that I want to coach my team. Uh, did we take the speed comments a little too far as we kind of kind of wonder what the Jaguars are going to do uh, in the draft and say, okay, now everybody's going to run a 4-3 something because Urban Meyer said, I want speed and we need speed, especially on offense in the receiver position. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't, yeah, listen, if you see a 4-3, you can say, well, that's an Urban Meyer guy. But I think Urban Meyer even alluded to, uh, to this himself, where he talks about the speed in terms of that football speed. You you can have wide receivers that can run a four or five or maybe even a four or six, but if they're fast in the you know on film and in the game of football, they're fast. So no, I don't think Urban Meyer's looking for you know the fastest uh, interior defensive lineman or the fastest wide receiver. Now that that can help, like it can make you uh it can be a game changer from the offensive perspective. But I think he's looking for football fast type of guys, which is different than track speed. Yeah, and that's kind of what he indicated. I just think, I wonder if we all have, like, every mock draft I see now kind of has this guy who's who runs, like, some crazy speed. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, are we getting a little carried away with that? Like, are we going to go back and, and Urban Meyer and, and Trent Falke are going to take some guy in the third round, and he's he's not going to have this super fast time. And we'll be like, well, I thought you were supposed to get fast. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of believe Urban Meyer was crystal clear on that right from the jump, like his first news conference. He says, I want a team that's going to play fast. He didn't say, I need them to all run 40-yard dashes fast. 
Yeah. And so I think we do have to keep that in uh, some context. Hey, let's talk more about the Gators Pro Day today, more about the Jags. Let's bring in Mark Long from the Associated Press. My goodness, it's been a long time since we had Mark Long on. Hope you're doing well, my man. And uh, I think the last time we had you on, uh, we, we, we have to write you a thank you note for helping out the show with some of your Leonard Fournette comments. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, yeah, you and I were on that train long before it it uh, departed. But, uh, yeah, big day, pro day. I don't know. I, I'm curious. I was just listening to you guys. Can you can you play fast if you're slow? Yeah. I mean, I, maybe. But, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know how fast. Can you play at the level Urban Meyer wants you to play if you're slow? I don't know if that's the case. But yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. That's a good call, Mark. Earlier in the show, you know, everybody runs a 4-4 now. You know, I mean, you know, you were doing this. You've been doing this long enough. I mean, 10 years ago, even when Austin came out, 4-4 was a special time. And I'm not taking anything away yeah. from guys that run 4-4, but it does feel like everybody runs a 4-4. So isn't it to the point now where, like, it feels like everybody's fast, whether you're a defensive end, a linebacker, a wide receiver? Heck, the quarterbacks are fast. Yeah, no doubt. And even, you know, Trayvon Grimes, who's one of the fastest players, one of the fastest receivers, certainly at his size, at 6'5". And he took exception, real exception, to somebody asking him afterward whether he ran a 4-5. He shook his head. He's like, what? No. He's like, it definitely was lower than that. I mean, like, like I mean, you might have – I mean, you could have asked him, you know, anything in the world. You guys asked him if he told him he threw like a – five-year-old boy and he would have taken less exception to him running a four or five today uh and he didn't run a four or five he said he ran a between a, he, he was time between four three five and four four one it is different uh but it's also weird because it's hand time and you know you you get these ranges it's real hard to pinpoint anything like if you go back to the combine it's all digitally timed everybody's on the same kind of scale this is totally different all these hand times uh but yeah i'm with you it used to be four four was was an eye popping number, and now uh, these guys it's it's four uh, three, and you know if you're not in the four threes, then you're slow. And a lot of guys are four two, high four twos, right? Crazy, Mark. You know when you yeah. go to the combine and you see these forty times and these broad jumps and uh, these three cone drills, like th- those always mean something, and, and those help like you know propel a guy possibly up the draft board. When you see 4-3 after 4-3 this year at everyone's pro day, and let's be honest, these pro days are designed uh, to benefit the, the players. I think the combine is designed to benefit the coaches because at the combine you're going through you know, five hours of sleep at night, you're going through meetings, you feel drained, you feel exhausted, and now you have to run your best 40-yard time in, in, in Indianapolis. It's different at the pro day. So do you see coaches putting so much stake as they usually do in these 40 times as they do at the combine, or is film going to be the number one deciding factor? I would be shocked if it's anything but film, really, honestly. I mean, I think there you can certainly help your case, and I think Marco Wilson is a perfect example, the cornerback at Florida, you know, best known now for throwing the shoe and costing the Gators the LSU game. But, you know, he was a guy who certainly upped his status, and I think somebody will take a maybe take a little bit of a flyer on him and more so than they would have uh, just because of his times today and his reps and all this. But he also admits that, you know, he spent the last three months working out at a camp, an Exos camp in, in Arizona, getting right, preparing for this. And that's probably the difference, Austin, even from, I don't even know, I don't know if you did that, if you went to a camp for two or three months to just prepare for the 
the for the for your pro day. But you know, normally you do that. Maybe you do that uh, before the combine. But now yeah. with no combine, these guys have had more time to go to these camps and just work on the things that are hap- going to happen at their pro day, and that they haven't changed. Like it would be what would be more interesting is if you go to these pro days and they created something new for you to run. Uh, hey, hey, today we're going to run the 60-yard dash. Or today, hey, we're going to we're going to run, you know, we're going to run the 100-yard dash today or something different. But I mean, they all know what's coming. It's the broad jump, it's the three-cone drill, it's the 40, it's the 225-pound weight. What if they put, you know, 300 pounds on there one time and surprise you <laughs> what you do? I mean, you know, so they're all, you know, they're always just, you know, they're just it's like it's it's coaching to the test. And yeah. that's what these guys are doing. They're coaching to the test. They know the test. They know what the what the questions are going to be on the test, and they're able to prepare for it. So I don't think it's a very good indicator of, of what kind of football players are going to be. I certainly think tape should be number one, and if it's not, then, you know, I can't imagine these guys will be in their positions for very long if they're not looking at the tape and using tape number one. But I, to that, with that said, four head coaches showed up today, Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, Brian Flores, and Zach Taylor – uh, four guys showed up to watch the Gators in person. Yeah, I think a lot of that, too, is, is uh, Mark Long with the so- Associated Press with us here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think a lot of that's kind of like what we do in interview sessions, Mark. It's like, hey, if you're there, and you, you can get a little nugget here or there, you know? Like if you're in person, maybe somebody else tells you something about Kyle Pitts or Kadarius Tony that you hadn't heard yet or you didn't see. You know, and some of that's just I want to see him up person. I, I want to put a little pressure on him. But I, I'm totally with you guys. I think the pro days now, are, it's like an Ivy League kid making honor roll in high school. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion that some of these things are automatically yeah. going to happen. And I think it's film, and I actually think interview comes into play next. And I think down the list is this pro day. You've covered Kyle Pitts. You've watched Kyle Pitts. He's a special guy. Uh, is there a sense that he's any bit overrated? I mean, people are Ooh. just gushing about Shut Kyle Pitts. your mouth. That's what I said. Stop. That's what uh, I said to him. Stop. Unbelievable. Shut your mouth. That's what I said this to guy, him. Yeah, unbelievable. Come on, Brent. This guy's fantastic. You've seen him play. He, if you've talked to him, you know that he's a good human being. He's a really good human being. He's not going to embarrass your franchise. I mean, he's got the NFL shield tattooed on his left pack. That, to me, that jumped off the, the chart to me today. If if I'm on an NFL team and I see, you know, here's this guy, and then maybe I can't imagine he did that, you know, but I'm, my guess is that's the goal. That's always been the goal for him. And you, you tattoo it on your chest to remind yourself that this is the goal, to play in the NFL. He's a good kid. He's never been in trouble. Uh, you know, he he's, says the right things. He does the right things. Uh, I can't imagine that, that this guy would be overrated at 2 or 12 or anywhere in between. Uh, if the Jags weren't picking one, I'd be standing on a rooftop somewhere screaming that the Jags should, should be taking Kyle Pitts. I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to be a stud star right out of the gate, and there is zero chance this guy is a bust. Brent, you happy with that? 
Yeah, that's that answer, the guy's got the NFL shield tattooed on his chest, and he's not in the NFL yet, man. Okay, like, listen, I can get I can get Rihanna's name tattooed on my arm. Doesn't mean I'm going to be with Rihanna the rest of my life. Probably not going to happen. I love the mentality that Kyle Pitts is bringing to the table. Brent, take note, please. Sounds like you're safe, Cody. That's good. <laughs> oh, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. We're all listen, good. I'm not trying to suggest he is. I, I just feel like, listen, we've done this with Trevor Lawrence for the last few months, right? We know he's hyped, but I feel like with Trevor, he's been hyped since eighth grade. He delivered in high school. He delivered at Clemson. Like, there's no evidence that he won't deliver. And I'm not saying that Pitts hasn't delivered. I just feel like he is, along with Trevor Lawrence, I think he is second to Trevor and, and maybe first as the guy that is hyped the most in this draft. And that's a lot to live up to for both guys, uh, not just Trevor, but Kyle Pitts, too. Yeah, I'm starting to think Zach Wilson might be that in that conversation, but uh, you know, and some guys can handle it, and some guys can't. I think Kyle Pitts can handle it. He said it today. He's like, at the end of the day, with all the preparation and through the years, I feel like I'll be the best to ever do it. And you know, he's not a guy who's made a lot of headlines with his mouth. True. But today, it was. You know, there was a little bit of – it gave you a little insight into what this guy's doing. The measurables are off the chart. What we've seen, his moves are off the chart. And now even his mindset, his mouth, whatever you're going to call it, off the chart. And it, it, I, I would be stunned. I would absolutely be stunned if he's not the real deal. Mark, if uh, the Jags end up with Kadarius Tony at 25, first of all, do you think that's a, a chance that they go that way? And if they did, would the Jags fan base or should the Jags fan base be excited? Yeah, yeah I don't think they're going to go that way. I just think they've got I think they've got too many holes on the other side of the ball to to not address those that early with that pick. And and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not seeing this. I know Urban wants another receiver, but when you look at you know, the two guys they got in free agency, the two guys they're returning, three guys, really, if you throw in Colin Johnson, I'd be a little surprised if they went there at that pick, knowing that, you know, they really do need probably a, a third cornerback. They probably do need, uh, you know, more help at the pass rush. They probably do need, you know, another interior defensive lineman, especially with Tyson Alu-Alu, you know, having the reverse course. They probably, they definitely need a safety. So, and and you can't re, you're not going to rebuild that. They brought back five defenders. You didn't think they were going to bring back. You know, I, I thought said goodbye to all five of those, thinking you know there's no way. They re-signed five guys. I th- I thought we'd never come back. They're all back. So to me, you haven't touched that defense enough. So I'd be a little surprised. But if they do, you know, I I think Jags fans could be excited. I mean, Kadarius Tony was way faster than I thought. And not that he's, he wasn't fast. I thought he had this burst and he had, was quick, but I thought the 40 would be a little bit, would maybe test him the, the range of it. And not saying it's a 60 or 100 yards, but I just thought he wouldn't do white, quite what he did today. And when he ran 4.38, uh, I was pretty impressed. I, I thought, okay, that's, that's, you know, and even though we sat here and we said everybody runs in the, you know, 4.4, 4, 4, 4.3, I, I still was a little surprised that he was down that far. And, uh, you know, clearly the guy took a huge step last year, caught almost everything thrown his way, could obviously can be a special teams uh, upgrade, and is, is a legitimate receiver. Not just a slot receiver, but I think he can play just about anywhere out there uh, and make you better and do some of the things that Urban wants to do, which is, you know, those 
into rounds. The things that we thought Curtis Samuel would do if he signed with the Jags, I, I have no doubt that Kadarius Tony could and would do those things for the Jags. I just I'd be a little surprised if they went that direction. Uh, if you go quarterback and receiver first first round. Austin, it sounds like it might have been a 39-and-a-half-yard swamp sprint in Gainesville today. I know. You're not lying. Or else they're, they're running downhill a little bit. And hey, Brent, listen up, man. I understand that we have lawyers on standby. We have lawyers on retainer. But I'm not going to sue Mark Long for plagiarism because verbatim, literally verbatim, said the exact same thing that I said to you when you asked me how it would feel about Kadarius Tony going to the Jaguars at pick number 25. It's insane. Well, hey, We're on this, the same page. By the way, this is scary for one of wow. you, if not both of you. That you're both saying the same thing. Exact same thing. I know Mark. both of you, but that's scary. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I feel like you guys need a third person on the show. I'm coming in, and we're just going to meet. And then the two of us, me and Austin, are just going to team up on Brent every day. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> because Fair enough. our poor producer can't take much more. So I, I agree. We need somebody new to gang up on. Hey, uh, let me leave you with this. Uh, it just it's, it's been a while since we caught up with you, but where's your confidence you know urban uh, your confidence level in in all this as you've seen it's now what we're like 77 days into urban there's so much momentum around here there's a buzz around here uh, how do you feel about what's going on in jacksonville and do you think it's going to work are you a believer in trevor are you, are you a believer in, in what they're building i am a believer in in that he is ripping up the playbook that the jags have had for two decades and plus. And I'm not talking about the 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 on-the-field playbook because I think he's going to rip that up too. But I'm just talking about the franchise playbook. And it's been the same thing. And it's been a little bit of wash, rinse, and repeat around here. And to me, you know, he's been handed, you know, a little bit of a silver platter here with the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence. But I'm just talking about everything else. You know, he, he clearly spent money on his coaching staff. He's planning to spend money on on the the facilities. Uh, he's you know I heard you know he's wiped out basically taken over the majority of the offices yep. in the in the building there and guys are people are working up in the press box <laughs> that he's taken away you know taken away office space for to expand everything. So what he's doing is changing the playing field for the Jags and I think that to me is what gives me confidence that he's not coming in and that it was a good hire and that he's not coming in here and saying, I'm going to do things the NFL way. He's coming in here and you're going, no, 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 this NFL team's going to do things my way. My way has been proven to be a winner at Utah, at Bowling Green, at Florida and Ohio state. I know better than they've known for two playoff appearances in the last 20 years or whatever it is. And, uh, I know better than them and we're going to do things my way. And that's what gives me confidence in Urban Meyer, that, that he's not coming in here and and kind of bowing to the way the NFL works everywhere else. looks like he's going to come in here with some, some clean ideas, some fresh ideas, and uh, rip it all up and do it right. Yeah, he's gotten it, no doubt about it. I kind of like that idea of it, too, with Urban Meyer. All right, Mark Long, Associated Press, thanks for stopping by, man. Come on, come do it more often. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Yeah, right. you got my number. You bet, uh, Mark Long from the <laughs> Associated right. Press. Appreciate it, Thank you, man. Uh, you got it. It's going to be a fun few weeks around here as the calendar flips tomorrow uh, to April 1st, and we get the countdown to the draft. Uh, you know, it's funny. You said that what he echoed about Kadarius Tony. It's really what I've echoed about Urban Meyer. I believe that, too. I, I think he is he is ripping the studs out 
of Jags headquarters, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, before they actually do it someday and renovate the building, he's actually lifting it up off its bearings. Yeah. And, and it needs it. And uh, what I've said to people, too, is I don't know if – I just don't know how big Urban's going to win. I think he's going to win, but I don't know how big. I, I, I think that's hard to predict. But I do think he's going to change the guts of this place to make it successful for him. And if someday down the road it's got to be somebody else. I think it does need that kind of refresh uh, based off the last couple of decades, especially the last dozen years. I agree with Mark on that front. Hey, you got a shock your marker ready to go? I got one, Matt. It's going to be a little different today. Uh, Kuz mentioned it yesterday. Let's give it a try. All right, we're going to do it. Shock your mock on the way. We're live at Smoothie King down here in Durban. Come say hello. Free samples as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Am I talking or is Brent talking right now? I'm trying to consume this right now. Okay, we'll consume away. What Coos said is this will go along with what's about to happen. I guess so. So I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, dude. We did? Yeah. Yesterday was a long time ago, man. I guess so. Just going to sit in silence and waste my whole segment here before we got to go to break, or what are we going to do? I'm kind of just taking it all in, but go ahead. Shock your mock time is here. Can switch it up? He is none other than the Shock Master! Austin Lane. So, if you remember yesterday, we talked about ASMR, which I'm not really too familiar with. I know that was a thing on a Super Bowl commercial. That's about it. So, Kuz wanted me to do an ASMR shock your mock today, right, Kuz? Oh, yeah. Is that, it's called ASMR? I think so, yeah. And it's got to whisper, be calm, and make sounds, right? Like, have like a, like a very sultry voice, what you told me. Do you know of what course. this means? Kind of like, is... no, I don't. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Are you kidding me right now? There you go. Did you, did you Google that or you just know I, that? I just looked up what the hell is ASMR. Okay. So and, I have to have a, came up. I have to have a sultry voice, right, Kuz? Almost like a yeah, Luther Vandross like, or a baby and, face. And, like, not to make it weird, but some people have, like, a fetish for this. Well, in some well case, that's not awkward <laughs> at all for this whole thing. Here, here's what else. It's a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper See, spine. See, there you go. Okay. So Kuz said I have to sound sultry. I think you said I have to make some noises. Okay, let's get into this. Make my spine a tingle. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's really a bad way to start out Shock Your Mock, but let's get into it. So I got to be sultry. Is that good, Goose, like this? I think okay. good, yeah. So we're going to Andrew Vaughn um, at Bishop Drew V at Twitter. I can't talk like this the whole time, so I'm going to beep it up a little bit. Okay, 
Okay, so we're going to Andrew Vaughn Bishop Drew V at Twitter. Um, Kuz, did we have a message from this guy or anything, or is it just pretty standard shock your mock stuff? I think he just I think he just tweeted us and said shock your mock hashtag. All right, so no no uh you know no trash talking. We respect that a lot. Oh by the way, I'm drinking out of some water right now. Check this out. <laughs> okay. Let's let's get into it. Uh pick number one, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. Duh. Hey Brent, let's go ahead and get this guy a t shirt right now. And while you get him a t shirt, I'm gonna bang these bottles together because I saw this in an ASMR video. Banging some bottles together. Hey Warriors, come out and play. There we go. Pick number twenty five. It's hard to be this sultry and this calm because he just picked Xavion Collins, middle linebacker slash outside linebacker, but we're gonna call him a middle linebacker out of Tulsa. I don't like this play at all because well, you have Joe Sherbert there already and you have Miles Jack. So what are you doing? As I take a bite of fish with my ice cream scooper because I forgot my silverware. One second. I just got a Brussels sprout. Nasty. Okay, next we got Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue in the second round. I think there's great value there. There's great speed. You know how Urban Meyer feels about speed, and you know how I feel about Rondell Moore. Rondale Moore, excuse me. I like that pick a lot. Next is Pat Fryermuth. What else is new? Who doesn't have Pat Fryermuth these days? Next we got Tommy Togai, uh, inside interior defensive lineman. At pick number 65. And then I guess this guy just kind of quit because he only... Oh, I'm sorry. There's two slides here. My bad. Got to get more sultry again. Hold on. Here's, here's some headphones making noises. Oh, and there's a bird in the background. Okay, and we're back. So then he takes... Uh, running back, pick 106, Chuba Hubbard, who I really like actually out of Oklahoma State. This guy was supposed to be in the Heisman contention, just kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Oklahoma State kind of underachieved. I don't mind the Chuba Hubbard pick. I think he's going to be uh, a dynamic um, playmaker in terms of receiving and running ability. Oh, what's this, Kuz? Finally, and I mean finally, at pick 130, we got a... We got a draft. What do we got? Because we got a button to play right now. Louder. I mean, let them know about it. Play it one more time. Draft need alert. Oh, yeah. We got a draft need alert. Draft need alert. Safety. Caden Stearns. I'm not tickling anymore. Pick 130. Don't worry, though. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody relax. Let's go back down now. Let's go back down to where we were. Just We had a draft need alert at pick 130. I had to let them know. From there... And I'll be honest, the way this guy sent his draft, it doesn't make any sense because he's got, okay, whatever. Pick 145, Jack Anderson, interior offensive line. Pick 170, Josh Ball, offensive tackle. Oh, what's this? Do we have a draft need alert? Don't play the button, though, Coos, because it's the last pick of the draft, and I'm not excited about it. He's got William Bradley King. I don't even know what William Bradley King is. I didn't do any research on it, but he's got him playing the edge at pick number 249. Okay, so let's uh, have an overall consensus right now as I spray some Raid bug repellent into the microphone away from my face. And I just got it on my fat head, and that was a huge mistake. 
going to have to wipe that up later. The cleaning ladies are not going to be happy with that, everybody. But with that being said, why did you take Savion Collins at pick number 25? He's an inside linebacker. Let's not try to put a square peg into a round hole and put him at outside linebacker. Let's keep him on the inside. And if you keep him on the inside, well, that spot's taken. So you just pick the guy in the first round at pick 25 who's going to be riding the pine for a little bit. I don't like that at all. You, your team is 1-15 last year. We need guys that can come and make an impact right away. Xavion Collins is a beast, but he's a beast at the inside linebacker position, which I cannot get behind. Here's a plastic glove. Oh, boy. Why are you so, What? Why are you getting the plastic glove? Because that's what you told me to do. Okay, you told no, me to make yeah, no, yeah. Am I doing it wrong? There were some implications with that one. Sorry. What do you want me to do? No, you're okay. You, Never you mind. said get random you're things <laughs> and make random sounds. Am I not doing it right? No, you did it right. You're good. Okay, sorry about that blow up, everybody. Kuz is starting to make me upset a little bit. I mean, if it's not the the stream chat logo, it's something else with him. But it's okay because it's a Thursday and we're almost to the weekend. Wednesday. So with, <laughs> don't correct me, Brent. <laughs> By the way, I still have that Brussels sprout in my mouth that I put in about a minute ago. So with that being said, Andrew Vaughn. Once again, I can't come with you on Xavion Collins, okay? Rondell Moore, not bad. Pat Frymuth, let's get it. But where's the safety? Where's the edge? Those guys aren't getting addressed till later, later rounds, and those are death plays per se. So I hope that you enjoyed this sultry, this ASMR. Oh, here's a cowbell. Let's take it off a little bit. Let's let's take the bass off and just not. There it is. I hope you enjoyed this ASMR broadcast of Shock Your Mock. But let's be honest. I mean, you, you'll get a T-shirt because you picked Trevor Lawrence, and uh, maybe Brent can send you like a Smoothie King voucher. Congratulations on your T-shirt. I hope it was worth it. But let's keep Xavier Collins out of Jacksonville. Although I do respect Xavier Collins a lot. Here's a battery um, hitting the desk. And there we go, everybody. This has been Wait. Shock Your Mock. Brent, you want to finish it up here? ASMR style. Your mock has been shocked. It's been so shocked. Wake up. It's been no so shocked. No more spine tingling. Woo. That's, How was that? That's really a thing. Like, you did an excellent job with that. But that's Thank you, really man. a thing. Like, people sit through that. How long are these ASMR sessions? Goose? Oh, I don't know. They, they're oh, like, don't act like you don't. You don't do. act like it's not your thing. It's okay. It's Everyone gets their freak on some way. If that's okay, if it's this is your way, it's not a big deal, dude. No, no, I honestly don't know. I can look up though. I bet you don't. Brett, uh, you should have heard him. Hey, you, you, you could have swore as Urban Meyer giving like a TED talk on how to run the vertical offense. Kuz gave me a 10-minute PowerPoint of, all right, so you got to do this at this certain time and then bring out the bottles at this certain time. I'm like, okay, dude, obviously you're pretty verged in this. Right on. It's all good. Uh, very good, Kuz. Uh, very well executed, by the way, Austin Lane. You're a good coach. Uh, yeah, Kuz. Appreciate you, man. Let's take a break. We come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Wake up. We need some energy around here. <laughs> Somebody get a cigarette. Was it so, good for you? You know, here's the problem with all that. Somewhere in there, there was a massage joke to make, and they just don't want to do that. <laughs> right what, is, what is this, man? That, that, that's softball, Brent. We're way past that point. That's true. Uh, hey, I have a serious question. The guys that opted out, should you be concerned about their stock in the draft? Is that going to be a red flag for teams? Let's talk about next on ESPN 690. Justin Fields is not falling. 
but he doesn't feel like a lock to be the second pick, which is what it felt like he was before this season began. And here's what can be said about him, I think, comfortably. Of the five quarterbacks who will go high in this draft, the most physically gifted is Justin Fields. That's inclusive of everyone. That's inclusive not only of Trey Lance and Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. It is inclusive of Trevor Lawrence. Hey, Greenberg, don't knock Trevor Lawrence. He's the best at everything. That's it. Simple as that. Brent Morton here down at Smoothie King in Durban. Come by, say hello on your way home from work, if you will. And uh, Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack studios. Hopefully he's not falling asleep after using all those uh, different sound effects over the last uh, ten minutes or so. No, I'm good. Okay, good. I think Mm -hmm. we have uh, Steven on the line. Let's get to him. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. How you guys been? It's been a while. Not too shabby, man. How you been? Uh, I was sick as heck last week. That's why I didn't call at all. But I'm glad you all mentioned my name Friday. That was awesome. Anytime, man. Uh, yeah, obviously, you're part of the syndicate. We, we got to show some love every once in a while. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, my question is, since you know we're talking drafts, and I'm not asking for help on mock drafts. You already did mine Friday. Uh where would you go? Because a lot of people, a lot of people on mock drafts, some have Trevon Moore going before 25. Yeah. So, in your opinion, would you still go to one of the other guys like Richie Grant or the guy from FSU? I can't pronounce his name, and I don't want to butcher it. Um, or would you possibly go edge rusher, which wasn't addressed in uh, free agency? Uh, you know, Joseph Asai. They had a Zoom call with. Uh, Jason, oh, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name from Penn State. Or maybe Quiddy Pay might be there. Uh, like, personally, where would you go? All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate the call. Uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Well, you just mentioned a lot of names because I think there's a lot of places the Jacks can go, Austin. For you know, sure. I mean, again, you're going to bring into question, do you want a guy to make an impact right away or are you going for depth and long term? And because you feel like you, you can do that a little bit, you know, did you need a lot out of Taven Bryan year one? No, the hope that he would grow into things in year two, three, and then blossom. Because you, that's what you do with a 28th overall pick. In the 25th overall pick, I think you can do that. I don't think you have to have this just crazy impactful guy. But the Jags are coming off a 1-15 season. You've been consistent with that. You'd like to get somebody who's going to make an impact right away. Yeah, so what do you think? Where are they going to go for And then I'll answer after you. Well, if it's not safety, I still think they would... I think then you go get one of the best available offensive weapons that can change your offense. Because I don't think there's a lot of spots left on defense to go play right away. I really don't. I mean, I think if you're going the edge stuff, I think you're you got to really ask yourself, are you upgrading? And, and if you're not, then that means that's a depth play. I think a guy that could be more impactful is probably on the offensive end. See, I think obviously you look at safety first. If Morig's gone there, then I'm not going to reach up for the second best available safety because I think Morig is, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else. I think that if safety is off the table, then you look more towards the defensive side of the ball. Now, once again, it all depends who gets taken. Um, if there's an edge rusher there that is too good to pass up, 
then maybe you go with that. Because keep in mind, he may not be the starter right away, but you're going to get him involved on third down packages when it's a for sure passing situation. So you're still getting some value there and starting a guy right away. Also keep in mind, too, the the defensive tackle depth as well. Yes, you lose Tyson Aluwalu. You, you lose depth at the nose tackle spot. But once again, how confident are we in Devon Hamilton being a starter possibly? I know you bring in Harris um, you know, from, from Chicago. Uh, you bring in Ward from Baltimore. Um, you know, there, There's some good pieces there. Are they going to be the starting pieces? I think Harris for sure. Ward will see. So I think you can still bring in some more depth from the interior defensive line as well, whether it's another nose tackle or a defensive end or a guy that can kind of be interchangeable and then you get him out there on third down and pass rushing situations once again. So I think there's value there in terms of maybe he's not a bona fide starter, but you put him out there in special, you know, special needs and you get your money's worth the first year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of places to go for the Jags that the, and again I would say it, I like that situation. At twenty five thirty three, you might not get a super impactful player, but as you start to build this thing over two, three years, that player may pay huge dividends for you uh, down the road, even if not in year one. So that's the beauty of the collection of picks the Jaguars have uh, at 25, 33, 45, and then some. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, football at five coming up. I do want to ask about the opt-outs and their stock moving and shaking. We're going to get to Major League Baseball predictions, by the way, as well. And that includes the only station in the country that predicts leadoff hitter of the year. That is on the way. Uh, and, hey, remember Austin Kim joined us yesterday? Yeah. Augusta National Women's Amateur off to a good start, man. Even par. That's tied for like seven like after it. day one. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, she is finished with her round. Play has been suspended up there in Georgia. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.